regardless if it was bad or not, you showed up and you did it. And that's something I'm trying to really take in. It's just all divine timing at the end of the day. And luckily I've stepped into some of that divine timing. Hello, my fellow Martians. My name is Harry Mars, and this is the On Mars Pod, where we take a deep dive into creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and other inspiring Martians alike. You can find one scene and find a hundred different ways to play it. I, I had a hard time coming out of my shell, and I went to five different high schools, two in Boston, three in California, and it was like, I think it was four in a year. The creative mind is is something that I don't think I'll ever wrap my head around. I'll keep trying though. Hello, my fellow Martians. Today on Mars, we are joined by an actor, crew member, and all-around creative person. Everybody, please welcome Burke Atmaja. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for being here, brother. <laughs> oh my God. Blessed to be here. <laughs> yes. Love dude. it. So on Mars, we take a deep dive into creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and other inspiring Martians alike. So I have you on here today because we met on the set of Sundress Bad Drugs video shoot. Oh my God. Chase Warren. Love it. Episode seven. Love that. So that's great. The, just everybody in the family here is coming on Mars. Oh man. <laughs> so, one by one, we'll get everybody. What a great ensemble that was. That was. shoot. I don't know what it is about Chase's sets, but it's they're just so freaking fun. Yeah, I just dude. love it. Everyone just like with every set you you make you make friends, but I just feel like the bonding is so good on that because we're all just kind of like figuring it out together. Yeah, and we're all kind of quirky and fucking weird. I mean, we're in the film industry, aren't we? So why not just have so much fun with it? Yeah, man, I agree, and I think the, that's something about just Chase's energy. He brings people around him that have good energy and fun energy and want to have a good time, and so I think that's you know something to be said about the people that he puts himself around. Totally. Um, so yeah, shout out dude. Chase. What a great dude. <laughs> Can't thank Chase. him enough. Thank like, yeah, man. No, you've done a few things with Chase, right? Yeah, you felt him out on a few yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll yeah. hit me up for something. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Just, he's like just be yourself on my art word <laughs> <laughs> noted dude Easy. heck yeah no so um so burke is an actor uh he lives in new york now but he used to live in phoenix and he's actually from boston so there's a bunch of bunch of things we should get into but i want to start there i want to start with boston and uh i want to talk about growing up in boston and what was that like for you yeah growing up in boston i mean it's cold and I always told myself I would never go back to the cold, but here I am in New York City. <laughs> right, right. Left, I, le I literally got here today. I went, I got to Newark today at like seven and I got off work last night at like three-ish. It was like 20 degrees, bro. I was like shaking. I was <laughs> red and whatnot. But yeah, dude, Boston, I mean, it's cool. It's changed a lot since I've been there. But... I, I love the sports there. I mean, it's all around good city, but I feel like it's very, very imperative to leave your hometown at some point in your life and to be uncomfortable. Yeah. If that if that kind of makes sense. Totally. I, I left kinda kinda early. I was sixteen. I mean I really didn't I didn't really have a choice. So my family and I we just kinda moved to California because my mom has a lot of 
a lot of disabilities. She has arthritis and whatnot, and the cold weather is really bad. So why not be in a place that's sunny year round? Okay, so you moved with your family out there to yeah, Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom and my grandmother. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's awesome, man, to not have to be out there by yourself necessarily. Yeah, to, dude. But be in another place. 16-year-old in California, bro, by yourself, bro. No like, way. Good luck, dude. Man, <laughs> I didn't know what a dollar was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, shoot, like. Still what, don't know what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so when did you move out? You said 16 to Cali, but then when did you come to Arizona? So I, so I went to here. I'll, I'll start like a little back. I went to two high schools in Boston. We we always moved around a lot, and I, I was always very extroverted and then introverted at times, just like how we all are. But I I had a hard time coming out of my shell, and I went to five different high schools: two in Boston, three in California, and it was like I think it was four in a year. Wow. So went to high school there, yada, 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 did, uh, did college in California for a little, um, community college. And then right before COVID, my mom moved to Arizona and I was kind of thinking, where would I transfer to a four year, get my bachelor's. And I was still living in California at my friend's house at the time, my friend, Nick, uh, endless thanks to him. Oh my God, you saved my life low key. (laughs) Um, and she was like, just come to Arizona. I'll get you in-state tuition and I guess that's how I got to Arizona. And then I don't know, just fell in love with it here. I love the slow pace of it. Sometimes in New York, it's just not sometimes, all the time. It's fast paced. Like I feel like the day is over before it begins there. Yeah. Because it takes time to get everywhere. I mean, granted, you don't have car, you don't you don't have a car, you don't have car insurance, whatever. So you it's like the traffic sucks, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, Very different energy though. Dude, it, it's really crazy, but it really makes you appreciate the slow times where you can actually sit down and think about what you're doing instead of just like boom, 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 like everything. You gotta go there, there, boom. You gotta you gotta get fitted for this job. Then you gotta go home. You gotta do your admin stuff. Then you gotta go to your day job and then you get home at midnight or whatever, go to the gym, eat. Like it's really like something else out there. But I think it's so cool. It's yeah. so fucking cool out in New York. Absolutely, man. I think for uh, someone in the industry too, and honestly, in, in a bunch of different creative industries out there, it's like New York and LA, like those are still hub cities for entertainment industry. Yeah. So I, you know, it makes sense that you're out there as well. Yeah. Um, but so in the the early days, the high school days, what were your influences? Like, were you playing sports and stuff or were you like always into movies and always into? No, 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 no. Actually, so my early high school days, I was just, I, I don't think I had a lot of friends when I, when I, so I had, I had friends in like seventh and eighth grade and then high school, everyone knows each other, but I was just kind of like, it's weird. I was kind of shy and I just didn't have friends and it just wasn't a good time. And I, I think moving was the best thing to California but what I did at my freshman year high school I did I think I did fuck that was so long ago bro (laughs) yo how old are you 29 oh my god (laughs) do you remember what you did freshman year yeah fuck you do (laughs) yeah dude I was in in graphic design I was in band oh so you've been in this forever I was in skateboarding yeah 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 so I was yeah this is still fairly new to me I did swimming for sports freshman but like eighth and seventh graded lacrosse, hockey, basketball, baseball, all that. You know? Oh, so you were you were in the sports then? Yes, yeah, and love you were sports. skateboarding on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was yeah, the yeah. love that, of yours. That was like the big hobby. Yeah, like I'm obligated to do these sports shit. My mom was like, 
go do this. My dad was like, do this, blah, blah. I was like, yo, I just want to skate. And I was like, skating is technically a sport. Yeah. Low key. <laughs> I'm still getting cardio. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. So it was mainly just like physical activities. And uh, you, I'm, a, I'm sure you loved movies and music and stuff. And like you loved entertainment growing up still, right? Oh, totally. I think every, every kid has an influence, has had has been influenced on entertainment. I feel like that they, it portrays what's happening in real life. Yeah. But that re that really started honestly, August of 2021. So very, very recent. Like so super recent. And when you say this started, like your, your want to be in the industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my mom always just like, you should be a model or actor. And actually I was in California when I was 16. She told me to do that. And I think when every kid hears that, they're just like, oh, famous. Yeah. Right. So she was like, go to this agency or whatever. And I, me being naive, I was like, okay. And it was, it was some agency and it, it was the one where they get your money. Mm. Like I went there. Have you heard of those where, mm -hmm. where they kind of just like, they, they, they lure you in, they tell you what you want to hear. And then like $10,000 and then we'll get you on blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, peace, I'm out. And that's not the way to do it. Damn. It's, like, it's a scam, dude. Yeah, totally. Wait, so you actually ended up going through with that and like No, 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 no. Okay, no. I was like, I remember Damn. I was in the elevator, I pressed the button, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Then I just walked out. But that was when I was 16, 17, but truthfully, do you want me to get into this really? Quick? Yeah, yeah. Truthfully, what yeah. made me really want to think cuz until about the when I was around 21, I still had no idea what I wanted to do and it's kind of like the age where you're kind of panicking and you you think that you're so old and you need to find this career super fast and stick with it when in reality I'm 24 right now I know I want to do this but man like that could change yeah I hope it doesn't absolutely I, mean, I love this I think being 24 is a beautiful time to be you know like you're, you're explore. yeah do exa exactly do what your heart tells you to do as cliche as that sounds it's just like you do what you love as long as you love it yeah and as soon as you stop loving it then maybe that's when your sign is that you don't want to do that anymore yeah. so I think it's it it's sometimes better that like you maybe start a little bit later too in certain things. Like I've seen it's never too late to start. Exactly, too. dude. Like yeah. there's people that started acting later on in life and then became icons in their fifties and sixties, you yeah. know, like that type of shit. Totally. And like musicians alike, like there's people that will like work on music their, their whole life just cause they love it, but then they never take it serious and they take it serious in their thirties or something. And then they get signed mm -hmm. that type of shit. So it's crazy. It, it's all it an can, anomaly. Yeah, dude, it can happen at any time. It's just about being ready and being in the position to have something happen. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yo. So, uh, early on though, what were those influences like, um, movies or genres? Like what was influencing you back in the day? Dude. Oh my God. I watched Friday. <laughs> 50 times. <laughs> I don't know why I watched it 50 times, dude. I think I don't I don't know if that had an influence, but I just I I loved how both the main characters in that were just being I feel like they were being themselves. Hey, Craig and Smokey, dude. Those are classics. Dog. I mean, and if anyone oh hasn't seen God. Friday, go watch Friday. It's the classic with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. Um and that movie Classic. is like, it's almost nostalgic oh, in a sense dude. where it just feels like old school, like neighborhood vibes. Like there was no yeah. cell phones. 
And it was, I'm pretty sure that's a, like a 99. I'm pretty sure that's a, that was made in like 99 or, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's probably, a, probably that's, around then. Yeah. Yeah. It, at You're least so right, dude. It, it really, it was different. Yeah. It's super nostalgic, man. I mean, even though I, I didn't grow up, I mean, I tech, I don't know if I grew up without cell phones. I got my first cell phone at eight, but Damn. sitting on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, something about sitting on a porch. Something just brings life for sure, man. And were you uh, were you smoker, uh, weed smoker, back in the day? I think I back in the day, yeah. I think I I think I took my first hit when I was fourteen. Okay, and then it comes and goes. It comes in waves. But during during my junior and senior year of high school, that's when I was really like, let's get. Fucking stoned, yeah, for sure, dude. Because I feel like that was uh, one movie where, because of the influence in in uh, cannabis, yeah. I feel like Ooh. that was like a big like stoner movie for like my friends and I. Like we just loved it, like loved getting stoned and watching. That you movie. totally just reminded me of something. I remember I was watching it one day, and I I I hadn't. I don't think I've I lit up a joint ever. I'd only done like bowls. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I lit up the joint, and I don't know who I got it from, but it just fell apart <laughs> so i was geeked bro i was like nah dude i was 16 years old i was like damn that's 20 dollars of my allowance what's my mom gonna say where'd your 20 dollars go it's like it's on the floor over yeah, there i'm right? like oh, gotta so, get it out of here yeah, yo, in the carpet <laughs> dude no that's uh do you ever do like the cross joints or anything like that no i can't do that i had a friend that rolled one of those in college one time though that did, shit is crazy did it work did it, did it work? Yeah, for a little. <laughs> then it fell apart. <laughs> hey, it's then the we just threw counts. it in the bowl. <laughs> it's the effort that counts. I love it. High key. Um, so because you got into, uh, I guess, the want to be in the industry later, yeah. um, did you ever have any point in time when you were a kid that you were, um, I don't know, coming up with like shorts or like filming any sketches or anything like that, like as a kid or with your friend groups or with any relatives or anything like that? Oh my God. Um, it's it's so hard for me to remember what I did. Like middle school, I would just watch the Bruins play hockey. Oh my God, I loved hockey. I don't, back then, I don't think I filmed shorts. I, I legit only got really serious about this in August of 2021. I had just yeah. turned 22. And that, that that's when that comes into play where I was like, fuck, I'm tw like 22, 21, whatever. What am I going to do? And I, I was, I would, there's this thing about me that I'll stick to something for a little. I'll get really good at it and then I'll get bored of it and move on. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful that it has not happened to this. Yeah. Because I, I, I truly love this. This is, it's you, the people you meet in this is amazing. Sorry, I went completely off track with that. I did no. not film shorts when I was No, you're good. Young. Well, I mean, it's kind of like just talking about like your introduction into this stuff, you know, and I think that's uh what we can kind of pick up where it's almost like what was it that made you want to come into the industry, really? Totally. Um, even though like your mom had been telling you do acting and do modeling, yeah. but like what was it like that pushed you to actually make it happen? Okay, so my junior year of college, I really, I really wanted to drive to South Carolina for some odd reason. I was like, how can I go to South Carolina <laughs> and get free food, free stay, and make money? Summer camp. Nice. So I applied to a summer camp in South okay. Carolina. I got it. I, I drove to South Carolina. I made, I don't know why I made, I guess this is kind of where it starts. I, 
I, I wanted to make like kind of a memoir about it. So every stop that I did along the way, I would go up to a random person and be like, hey, can I ask you a couple questions? And I just come up with questions on the spot or whatever. I'd write them down before. And then I made a whole website about it. And I, it, that kind of got me, I was, I've always been creative, but I think that's my first like creative endeavor. Like I published it, it was cool, it was awesome. I think that was a big accomplishment of something that I've done. And then did that, it's a lot of self-reflection. I really wanted to self-reflect because I had a lot of stuff going in my mind, you know. I don't know, I just broke up with my girlfriend, whatever. I, you know, just literally, I just wanted to be like, let me debrief what the fuck I am doing. Yeah. That's when I drove there, had a lot of fun, made friends, drove back. And I remember getting back and I was like, shit, I'm out of a job now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then I'm, this is what really, like really started it. I was sitting on my mom's couch. I remember I was armrest right here. I don't know how this got brought up. She was like, it's too bad you didn't become an actor or model. And I was like, <laughs> okay. All right, let me try it. And then that day I went to Starbucks. <laughs> I was like, looked up how to become an actor model. Classic. It said, submit to an agency. So I look at an Arizona agency, which I'm signed to right now, actually, which is so funny. It worked out. I didn't, I didn't get it the first time, obviously not. It said, submit three headshots. So I said, okay. <laughs> Ghost. Yeah. Of course. So you didn't. So you didn't get any response off of, of that. Of course not. One. Yeah, I mean, you took it's him with crazy. your phone, and, and it's almost like it was spur of the moment, and it was like not super well thought out. At Absolutely, because when you first hear that, like I'm not gonna, I'm so not gonna lie. You, you, when you hear actor, you want to be famous. But I think that's when when that first started. I was like, yeah, like attention. Everyone, if you're an actor, you want fucking attention. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. But. That's so service level. And when I really found the nuances and the different things that can propel a scene one way or another, or you can you can pull from your own life or whatever, that really kind of like, because everything is so different in that. Every story is different. And I think that's what was kind of, I was kind of just like, damn, this is, this is just, I just love how different it is. Every story you can, you can, I'm just, I'm literally just repeating myself, but I was, I was telling you before I was, I, I master, I, I master something or whatever. I master something and then I get bored of it with this. Like I just said, it's so many different things. Yeah. So it's just like, you can master that one thing. Ooh, another project, master that other. Absolutely. Just, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, and so just repeated myself. No, you fucking times. <laughs> I'm off an hour of sleep, dude. Mm. <laughs> he just got off the Not plane. Not even an hour, bro. Just got off the plane from Crazy. New York. So, no, I, I appreciate Call you taking slag. the time. No, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Love it. Um, but um, to that point, though, uh, when you were first getting started, it's almost like it seems like to you, there was so much to learn about it and how you could do so many different things. There were so many nuances to being an actor that that excited you. Totally, That you could dude. see yourself doing it and not getting bored of it. Yeah, it's, you can, you can find one scene and find a hundred different ways to play it. There's yeah. no, there's no wrong way to play a scene in my opinion. You can play it all different types of, you can play with all different types of emotions. I mean, you could do it passive aggressive. You could do it happy, even if it is a supposed to be a sad scene. Like I did a film Mar March of last year and the director had written this scene to be comedic, but 
I don't know why I took a turn. I just started. I just, it was, I, I, I don't know. It was, I took it as anger. And he was like, yeah, I like that. So it was just kind of like a cool no. It's just like, oh, you could do it. You do it different ways. And, yeah. the, you know, I'm, I'm still learning and I, I never want to stop learning. Absolutely. And that's, that's, I think, the beauty of all of this. You never stop learning. Yeah. You can never truly master it. Yeah. You can, but yeah, it takes a while. And I had this conversation with someone else recently, how um, creative endeavors altogether, the best people that are at the top of their game are consistently evolving, consistently learning. So I think that's, there's something to be said about that. Like as someone who's not at the top of their game to continuously realize that you can never just kick your feet up. You can never just stop. You totally. have to just keep, You'll get beat. You'll get beat. You'll and get then beat. also you'll get tired of it yeah. and you'll get bored. Yeah. So I think like to your point, like of you having like endless possibilities of where you can take things, that just is another reason why you'll stay with it because you won't, there's, it's hard to get bored unless you choose to be like, ah, this isn't satisfying me anymore. Yeah, I mean, There's like so much you can learn in the, in the field. So much, man. So many different ways you could take it to even past acting. Yeah. You know, all these actors that end up going into producing yeah. and, and writing and directing, that's a whole nother world right there. Yeah. So that's what I love about it, dude. I mean, and that, that you can, you can find so many different turns to, to just kind of always make yourself ever growing that did not fucking make sense always sure. you can always find ways to grow within that there's yeah just so many turns but i think the another big part is the people dude i just fall in love with the people who are in this who are so humble and they are they are fun to work with and i just i think that that's what really makes it that's that's like probably top love the people and i think it's just amazing because everyone has that same passion that you have and when you all come and work together it's just like it's like fireworks bro absolutely for sure man and i recently um started watching uh, uh you know judd apatow no Who's okay that? so judd apatow is um director and producer for films uh like super bad knocked up 40 year old virgin you familiar with all these yeah okay so those are classics obviously and uh, so he works really closely with Seth Rogen and he's been working with him for a long time now and like helped him basically make who Seth Rogen is today was Judd Apatow is kind of like under his wing. So I started watching Judd Apatow's uh, masterclass and he talks about writing the scripts and uh, he does this thing where basically before they start shooting, they'll do like six months of basically like table reads and just going back and forth prep work and stuff like that and by the time they actually go to shoot the script has changed because oh, totally. people just throw their own spins on it and they kind of improv scenes and even when they're shooting they'll do one that's like to the script one that's like a little off kilter and then one that's just like almost just have fun with it so it's almost like he does like three different alternatives. Yeah, you got to have options. You got to have options. But I think like to your point with like the acting, there's so many ways you can play a scene. Yeah. Like that's exactly what he talks about. It's where, it's, where it's almost like the way that you play a scene in the third take, which is like your improv take, then that can end up be, being oh, the yeah. best part of that scene. Yeah. And it's like, I found that so beautiful. And I actually went to the point of, um, I downloaded a couple of his screenplays, uh, like PDFs, like the original scripts. 
and then I would watch the movie while reading through the screenplay. Wow. And uh, <laughs> you could literally see where they changed things up that or where they so took cool. like a chunk and moved it. And like, because it's not in the original screenplay the way that it is on, on camera. Interesting. And like even dialogue, you know, where dialogue will be completely changed because they improv it or they rewrote it to like maybe have it just be funnier and that type of shit. Which I just, I found that so interesting when I really started deep diving on um, on that masterclass. I was like, there's so much more to it that that people only see the end result. You know, they, yeah. don't, they, oh don't, my God. they don't see everything else. Yep. So to see all the behind the scenes stuff was crazy to me, bro. The creative mind is is something that I don't think I'll ever wrap my head around. I'll keep trying though. Yeah, dude. Trying. Dude, it's cool, bro. So to to your point of like surrounding yourself with other creative minds, like that's the energy that creates that uh those better ideas yeah. and like the the script rewrites and just your relationship with your fellow actors, like how that and the crew, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, for sure. Oh my god. That's why I love Arizona because we I don't know if if we're in a room like it, with an Arizona, with an Arizona filmmakers event like you can point out almost a lot like everyone yeah. in there. I, that's why I love that. I'll be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, how how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, I like that project you've been working on. Like it's just like in in a in a big hub like L.A. or that. Like it's not like that tight knit. It's kind of just like I'm not shitting on L.A. I mean, fuck L.A. But <laughs> I'm not shitting on L.A. But fuck them. <laughs> Arizona, I don't know something about that tight knit. Also, people look out for you too, for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's very, very it's selfless here. Yeah, I would say it's very selfless. Yeah, compared to the bigger cities yeah. where it's almost like it's everyone for themselves. Yeah, dude, they're trying to. Yeah, I mean, and to that point too, there's like so many more people that are trying to do mm -hmm. it out there that go out there for that stuff. Whereas, like, if you're in it here, it's because you love it. Yeah. And I think that's that the, totally the difference um, because there's a lot of people that are just trying to be working actors in LA and New York and they just like go to everything, don't really like have the passion super hard yeah. or whatever. And and they just want to like get work. Mm -hmm. you know? So they just like push everyone else out the way. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, unfortunately, they do get work and then they become the, and then there are other actors who are amazing that. Don't, don't get the recognition yeah interesting and it's it just and it's do you think that's just because they showed up more i mean i think again i'm very new to this this is just my take i think it's because they could potentially look it look, mm. look the part or whatever i see if you look the part bro like the first thing i feel like a casting director sees is your headshot it's yeah the first thing they're looking at yeah for sure yeah i mean i mean uh, what do i know i don't know uh, I think there's there's some truth to that though because there's like there's a reason why you have to have multiple headshots in your like profile totally <laughs> and uh, yeah and I mean you need to kind of like fit the fit the script yeah I guess as well yeah, so I mean, maybe yeah so some people have the look good on, good on them yeah fuck it they got they got a job cool yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But the energy out here is definitely different. I think it comes from a place of like community versus. Totally. Yeah. I will always advocate for Arizona actors. Yeah. Dude, they are so cool, bro. Yeah. And you went to ASU not necessarily for like uh, any type of like film stuff. It no. was like communications. Communications. Right? Yeah. How'd you know that? Did I say that in the thing? Research, brother. Yo, what? <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I'm still learning how to communicate. I didn't retain anything from college, and I paid attention. 
tell me what what did I do wrong? I know the sender and receiver, and then there's a messenger in between. I just remember that diagram ever so slightly. I think I got it wrong too. That's all I remember. Apparently, you retain around around th- is it might be. I'm, I don't know if I'm dyslexic too, man. Thirty percent or thirteen percent? You retain that from college, bro. I retain point three, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Real life experiences matter, honestly, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that um, you going to ASU helped you meet people in the scene, though? Oh my god, because that's where all of yes. them were at. Yes. Yeah. The, the if it wasn't for the people, because. Again, bro, I love the fucking people in this. If it wasn't for the people, like I totally would have dropped out, bro. Like yeah. literally, when I when I had that um, when I had that epiphany that I was gonna be an actor, I was like, I like my mom. Should I just drop out? She's like, you're a senior. Like, what are you doing? I was <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, brother. Yeah, I didn't drop out. Now I'm in debt. Yo, hey. you're trying to get out of it though. Hey, die in debt. Yeah, like, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> dude sorry no it's all good i feel like everyone has debt man but student loans probably like one of the biggest biggest things uh, for a lot of people that they just push to the side they're Mm -hmm. like i'll deal with that later yeah (laughs) yeah fuck them yeah (laughs) yo so um i wanted to ask uh i know you were skateboarding super early were you guys filming skate videos oh yeah we had that we had edits with 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 young thug and okay yeah we were you editing it was i editing it yeah Yeah. just a little iMovie we all did it i mean i was skating at stoner skate plaza in west la when i when i first moved out there i got a good group of friends out there we would always make edits it's cool they're always better than mine though Yo. Yeah, because LA, 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 LA skater kids, bro, they are they're crazy, insane. No, they've been doing sure. it their whole life. The whole, they grew up without snow every yeah. day. The season doesn't stop. Yeah, for sure. That's why uh, they're fucking monsters. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, I, I think there's something to be said about some Arizona skaters like that too. Well, like Jagger Eaton, you know Jagger. <laughs> yeah, Eaton? yeah, of course, crazy. I love Jagger Eaton. Yeah, man. Even like Deshaun Jordan, he's. Uh, oh my god, yeah. is he still on weekend? Is that week? Is was it? Oh my fuck! Am I getting it wrong? It's weekend skateboards, right? Yeah, it was weekend. No, I'm not sure. No, 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 no. He was on um, <coughs> bro, dude. He was on Sovereign. I think he was on Sovereign. Was he? Yeah, I have I some think. friends I don't that know. are friends Dyslexia. with him. They have friends that like have known him like just from Arizona, and then he went on to become professional. I did not know he was Arizona. Yeah. What other skaters are in Arizona? Uh, Jaws, Aaron, Hamoki. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, of course. Fucking. Sheckler? No. No, he's. No, no, no he's San Clemente or yeah, Southern yeah, Cali. Jocelyn? Um, no, he's Cerritos. You know, I don't know anyone that's like specifically from here. Other they got I mean, some killer those parks. Are some, out yeah, here. but like even just like the kids, you know, just yeah, just, just the kids that aren't even signed. What the fuck are they? They're just crazy, them, dude. dude. And yeah. like I uh, like going over to that one, um, the main Tempe Park. Uh, Is that T one? Yeah, yeah, T one. That the one that's like everyone goes to. That's professional, and they fucking skate that. They skate that yeah, uh, that the, step up like it's like gap. like two yeah. fucking feet, so but it's, it's like really this, like fucking yeah, five. dude. It's like a six foot gap, and yeah, they make it look bro. like it's an inch. That dude. is crazy, man. Like I saw, uh, what's his name, Deshaun Jordan, actually do laser flip. Um, 
it was like laser flip into either nose manual or regular manual, but laser flip yeah. manual on the on the euro and then flip out robots, bro. Like that's where skateboarding is now. <laughs> like, that's I know, crazy. bro. It's like if you're not flipping in or out of your tricks, like you're bad. Like you're damn, not, <laughs> that's what it's. That's well, like crazy. that's what it feels like. Yeah, where it's you're just probably like, right. It's like <laughs> like if you just do a regular like crooked grind, then I mean, like you can, look a, you can make a, a crook look buttery for sure. Like, for sure. <laughs> For sure. I know exactly what you mean. But it's just like, as far as like uh, recognition by people, they'd be like, oh yeah, dope. Other, But if you kickflip into it, then they're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, going, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different, dude. And it's just like back in the day, like if you could even 50-50 a box, it was just like, oh shit. He just really? grinded. Like I mean, yeah. Back in like, I mean, I because I I was I've been skateboarding since uh, two thousand eight. Oh, so wow. it's just like to see back in. You know what? No, I will say even longer than that. I got my first board two thousand five. So I was skateboarding in two thousand five. Didn't really take take it seriously until two thousand eight. Because that's when I started doing my own filming and editing and fisheye shit. With yeah, you using had a VX. DVD camcorders. No, we had I had a DVD camcorder. Uh, so it was technically like a step up from at the time, but. I wish I would have had like the VX just because of nostalgia. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, but the DVD camcorder we had the fisheye on it. We were like doing it, and it was a whole thing. But I I remember back in those days, like oh, those crews were fun, man. Yeah, man. This and I I I wanted to touch on that because I feel like that was probably <clears throat> almost in a way your first real exposure to like being on camera and like oh you yeah know, i didn't even think about that <laughs> some sort of like uh, i still sucked though i mean i i saw some clips on your uh on your ig that uh you're you're pretty good dude. that's just instagram though bro i know but like like, like those are just trust. throwaway clips and you're still killing them those are parts though like street bro never <laughs> i can never do that i will never get booked dude I, <laughs> hey man was that me yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally you, you just totally you just remind me that about that on camera that didn't yeah. translate to acting though yeah but it's still like on camera stuff or like editing everyone and like wants to be on camera Low getting key. not really dude. you don't think no really i know people that don't want to be on camera what yeah dude Damn. No, I, so i think this is something like that if you have it it's like there's a reason why it's like if you wanted to be on camera, it like there's that's a parallel to end up to who you ended up becoming as an adult. Wow. So I what a fucking sick parallel. <laughs> yeah, Yo. For sure. Dog. But it's and it's almost <laughs> in the same way that like being an actor wanting the recognition and wanting to get attention. That was probably something that you always loved in performing for other people and like getting that love and that reaction from them was probably something that you loved as a kid. Totally. So it makes sense that you ended up getting into that field and you love it so much. Yeah. That Wow. You are opening my fucking mind and it's crazy. That was I feel like that was at when I first started acting, that was at first. But now when I get a script, I'm kind of just like it, 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 it still is for the for a for a part of it to to have like like everyone wants everyone wants that yeah but now i just i just think it's so fucking cool to to pull from a script and make words come to life that's yeah. what that's where i'm at right now like it's not so like yeah recognition whatever blah 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 i i just want a job and i want to do what i love right now 
Yeah. Those are like the two things. I just want a fucking job. <laughs> and I want to do what I love. And I, again, I want to meet people. Actually, can I want to tell you a story. So yeah, I, uh, I did a commercial out here. I talk, I've told everyone this. So it's so old. I did a, I did an Alka-Seltzer campaign out here. So I got the audition from my agent. It was like a hangover, man. I was like, okay, <laughs> I can get drunk tonight. <laughs> Perfect. So I got drunk, slept over. I was like to my friend Dylan, I was like, hey, can I, do you want to get like fucked up tonight? Like I have an audition tomorrow. I need to be hungover. He's like, yeah, let's go to blah, blah, blah. So we went there, got hungover, threw up. I don't think he knew that I threw up. <laughs> went to the audition. And this, this is for working purposes. <laughs> I had to get drunk and had to be Dude, for my job. <laughs> Did, did fucking did the audition and the and after I don't know why what it is we have we feel like a lot of actors have a negative narrative about themselves and we need to just my my acting teacher out here told me that and it, it's so fucking true but we I think we all do and we need to just kick it away but after at, always after the audition you always feel like damn I fucking sucked yeah but then you get the call back I got the call back it was just like we need you here blah blah blah, blah. I was like. Okay, I get to get drunk again. <laughs> Perfect. Get drunk for the fucking callback. And then and then I remember the director who I'm good friends with now, which is mind-boggling. He was like, you just fit the character so well. I was like, whoa, cool, thanks. I walked out of that room. I was like, I'm so not getting it. I was like, I'm so not getting it. Like, that was so bad. Like, I feel like that was just not good. Again, negative narrative. But regardless if it was bad or not, you showed up and you did it. And that's something I'm trying to really take in and work from that and just be better about just being a little bit more positive. So I ended up obviously getting it. We filmed it in Old Town and the DP and the director I became really close with. And this is actually how I moved to New York. The I remember seeing the director's story. Uh, he had a post an Instagram story. He's like, oh, I'm still letting my apartment for three months. And I remember I was at my mom's work and I was like, should I move to New York? She's like, fuck it. Literally, I was like, okay, swept up. I was like, hey, how much? He said, number. I was like, okay. And then, like, I don't know if it was a month or a week later, I was like, yeah, I'm moving to New York. I told my, I told like my grandmother, my dad, I told all my friends, and they were like, whoa. So I went there, uh, subletted his apartment for three months, and it was only supposed to be three months. And then somehow I got warped into being out there for six, and then I just signed a year lease with my friend from high school out there. At a different place? Yeah. Wow. I've just been going place to place, dude, because I can't make up my fucking mind, bro. Like, I literally subletted three months, then two months, and then now I'm in a three-month one. And then I'm going to do a year one. Because, like, why not? I think everyone should live in New York at least for, like, a year. Yeah. You know, it's... You need... I feel like you need experience the city life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing that's not for everyone either. And... Um, I, but I but think how do you know that if you didn't already do it, though? For sure. I mean, and I guess it's like uh, what people want for their own lives. Because like I've said that about Phoenix for a lot of people. Because like I grew up in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, whoa. Which is, uh, you know, just. You like the Griffins? (laughs) Dude, you know, that's so funny. Growing up, I would go to the Griffins game all the time. It's probably so cheap. Yeah. Well, back in the day, they would make that like field trips. Like, oh, that's really field trips. so fun. It was, it was fun as fuck, for sure. But I never really got into uh, to hockey outside of uh, when we would go for school field trips. But yeah, Griff- it's funny that you even knew Griffins, bro. It's funny. No one knows Grand Rapids stuff. <laughs> we got like Grand Rapids gold. The fuck- <laughs> no. Grand Rapids. Oh, also, I I also I want to touch on the, the, the campaign I did. I've been on three shoots with the DP 
he's a like a good friend of mine now. Like I literally text yeah. him about personal issues. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Man? Like that's not I'm not gonna get in the personal. I'll be like, hey, how you doing? Man? Good. How are you? Not, I really don't want to get into it. Actually, fuck. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. He's just a good friend. Yeah, and I can talk to him about interpersonal stuff that I feel like you wouldn't naturally talk to a DP about. But since I built that good relationship with him, that's that's what I want to translate into every single production that I'm on is to just make a good friendship. Like networking, I feel like there's such a, a stereotype. It's just like to have an ulterior motive, right? right? When in reality, I think it's to make a good fucking friend and help each other. Yeah. You know? And same with the director. Shout out, shout out Brody. Shout out Noah. Oh my God, I love him so much. Absolutely. Changed my life, bro. No, and that's a that's actually a, a good segue into what I wanted to talk about, which is that it's networking and connections. Because uh, in the entertainment industry, it's always one of the biggest things is networking and connections, yeah. and just being a good person, so mm-hmm. that way you can actually make friends oh with my people. God. Just be transparent. Be a good fucking person. Yeah. When it um, comes to that, man. If you're a shitty person, like hide that. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Dude, so I, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because um, in doing research, I saw that you were a part of um, quite a bit of like uh, like short film um, slash um, just like independent projects. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about how those happened and was it just straight up network connections or was it all friends totally. that were shooting it or what, what was that do you have a specific one because there there's a bunch i mean there was a lot i didn't mm. want to list any specific ones do you have one that you know right now not right off top mm. that i that i listed um but i just i saw that there were um there were just a bunch of like short like shorts on your on your resume yeah um, that you've just been a part of yeah so so i guess you could just talk about like the most notable one or one that that you got through connections or through uh your network of people that you already built up and um and totally I, yeah and then i guess i kind of want to talk about like the experience of working on like an independent oh low totally. budget yeah uh, type of deals as well um well <laughs> Uh, a couple of them were definitely student films and then those students graduated and then they did indies and then again it's just like making fucking friends yeah like just make make friends and get to know someone genuinely like it really is that simple and then help them out and then they'll help you out because if you guys if you guys share your goals and you guys really care about each other and want each other to succeed I, I think it's really that easy to happen, but uh, I'm trying to think. So I just I just did a film the other the other week. I was just a dead dude. It was actually the the my friend Noah, the DP. Oh, actually, okay. So when I was in New York, uh, he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing these dates?" Blah blah blah. Like short New Jersey. I was like, "Okay, I'm there." Um, there I was just a I don't know. I I had a, I had a hero shot, and that's just kind of like where it, it was very simple. But then there was a another guy on there. His name is Jack. We call him Baby Jack. He was the first AC, I think, on there. Okay. I think. And got really close with him. And he's friends with Noah. I'm just going to use his name. Noah, the DP, whatever. And he started writing a film and he got Noah to DP it. And I was like, I was like, hey, is there is there any, do you need any help or anything? Can I be a part of it? I'd love to help you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I was actually thinking about you playing this part. And wow. then I guess that's how I got it. 
Hell yeah, yeah, dude. So it is through connections and just having friends that are doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if anyone doesn't understand these technical terms, DP is director of photography. Oh, sorry. AC, assistant camera. Yeah. There's, there's just a bunch of these little terms that we're throwing around, industry talk. But that's uh, it's so cool to be able to be uh, directly uh, connected to these people. Oh, my because God. It's amazing. That's you know, those are those are some of the main people in production. Yeah. It are those positions as mm -hmm. well. So to be able to be connected with them, it's like you might as well just be connected with the director and like the writer of the story. High you know, key. directly. I think any uh, sorry, sorry. No, keep going. Yeah. I think any any position on film, any if you're if you're a PA or whatever, I still think anyone can help out. Help what am I trying to say? I feel like you can you can elevate with someone from any position on crew. Like a PA could also be a director, a gaffer could also be a PA. Like it's just like that's that's all the also the thing about like excelling in different parts of that. Like yeah. why not why not just like try try a little taste of everything, right? For sure. Yeah. And and that's a good point where like a a PA production assistant. Yeah, production assistant. <laughs> just so people understand what we're saying. Like uh like a production assistant is generally seen as kind of like the person that runs and goes to get coffee. Yeah, like dude. Fucking, you know, just kind of does all the mundane things that aren't necessarily we all gotta super, do that though. Super critical. But that's part of the crew. They're so crucial. So it's just like they can still bring good energy to the to the to the team. Totally. And they could still give good ideas. They could still potentially bring people in that they might think would be good for certain things. Or you know, I, and I think like like PA is sometimes seen as like a low totem pole type of thing. But it's just like that can be that like. Being a PA on the right set can put you in a position to like have totally the best career of your totally. life. Totally, Tarantino started out as a PA. Did he? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Right there. You got to start off somewhere. You got to start off I mean, somewhere. It, it, at at the end of the day, it's just all collaboration, and you need everyone. Yeah. You can't not have a PA. I mean, sometimes you don't have a PA, but but then what happens is the people flows. that are doing other jobs end up being the PAs because there's still someone that needs to do all this it's also great experience things. yeah why would you not want a PA production assistant <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny there's also a production production company out here when i first started i remember i, I was looking at i was looking at my friend my friend's resume cuz he his resume is to the fucking roof and i was like i want to be like that I was looking at his resume and I saw I saw a production company he worked with and I saw it was it was Arizona local. Went to their website. I was like, "Hey, my name is Burke. I'm I'm new to the industry, but I would always love an opportunity like some something like that." It was it was crafted out cuz I really got to care about this. Yeah. And then they actually emailed me back and I've done I think 5 gigs with them. I the bar that I work at right now, I'll literally be working and I'll see the commercial that I helped out on on TV. It's so, like I've seen it seen it so many times i'm like hey, i built that chair built the desk i'm like huh wow yeah it's just, it, that's, that's all, i've seen i've worked at a couple different bars and i've seen it at all of those bars wow two two in arizona one in new york city so weird dang so weird and i'm, I'm friends with the guy who's in that too dude oh my god yeah, I, I was like acting in it yeah i also think that's hilarious he he gave me some good advice too yeah he gave me some good advice and again that's another thing like 
make fucking friends. Yeah, dude. And that and that's cool. Like that's how it starts, where it's like you see things that you you built things on set and you might know someone in there, but then eventually you're gonna be looking at a commercial and being like, That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as long as you're always getting better, like Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to not be down on yourself when you get so many no's from it, like so many auditions and then you don't hear back, but that's just how it is. But you always gotta always keep a steady trajectory always going up whether that's practicing scenes or monologues or in class like i'm bouncing around classes in new york trying to find the right one and i'm, I'm reading a couple plays right now and then i just picked up a book from the the drama bookstore in midtown Ooh. it was a i think it was a hundred monologues for actors from tv some some i don't remember the title but i'm reading that right now i'm just always trying to just like elevate the game dude. absolutely stay stay learning man stay hungry and that's just gonna make you better overall and it's being, still very hard though man yeah and being so young i think there's really something to be said about you wanting to do all of that that groundwork is really what it is is just kind of paying your dues in you a gotta way build a foundation somehow building the foundation you, like you can't yeah. go you can't rise straight to the top dude like i always tell i always tell my friend this like you can't rise straight to the i'm you can't rise straight to the top like you need a you need a build what you have so you have credibility and i feel like i, I don't I, I just came to a realization of this the other day he actually helped me out with this i was like i was like people want to hear a story about how you come nobody wants to hear like like oh i just did a one hit wonder and then it blew up or whatever people yeah what the fuck am i saying i have i literally i have no idea what i'm saying bro i'm like hallucinating <laughs> right now dude. my papa's in actually <laughs> Well, you're talking about how like you can't just go up from zero to like a thousand. And I think that's like a good point where like you need to build up and you need to kind of pay your dues and you need to educate yourself and you need to constantly get better. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll keep the camera on me while you're doing all that. (laughs) Dude, you are funny, dude. (laughs) Hold on. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like sweating right now, bro. Fuck, wait, stop laughing. Uh, right. Papa Zinn, bro. <laughs> I can't. We are not sponsored by Zinn. <laughs> we can be, though. Uh, All right. But you're, but you're, so you're talking about how, uh, you know, you can't go from zero to like 1,000. You can't go from nothing to just already, like, being at the top of your game. You need to, like, gradually build yourself yeah. up, build a platform, build a foundation, like you were saying. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And it's almost like that kind of goes back to like building the connections, making friends, paying your dues, oh my being God. a production assistant, yes, totally, doing bro. all these things. Totally, bro. Yeah. Totally, bro. Like, I mean, as you said, like people, actors want that attention, blah, blah, blah. But I really, I hate this because no one wants to hear that, but like fuck what people think. Like yeah. for real, like frick what people think, like build your own story. You, everyone has their own journey at the end of the day. And there's, that's the story that matters in your life. So, I mean, whatever it is, good for them. That did not make fucking sense like, <laughs> no, at all. No, it does, man. Everyone has their own journey, but I think it's still uh, the, the parallel in everyone's life is that it's always like one thing that turns into something else. It's rarely you get one one thing and then you're all of a sudden Brad Pitt. You yeah, know, you, yeah. you don't just get one commercial and then you're at the top of the Hollywood, 
you know, lists or whatever. You need there needs to be that resume build up, and then there, people are gonna look back later and see, oh, he was in all these other things before he was who he is today. I feel and like that, there's a stigma that people really want that. They want to rise to the top. Yeah, of course, of course. But is there a is there like a sense of fulfillment in your life? Like I'm asking, like this is a question. Is I wonder because we all want that, but once it's there what now you had it and that's the thing and that's a very i'm glad you say it like that because i think a lot of people in music and in movies same kind of deal where they want to be the big artist but they a don't know what it takes to get to that point mm. and b they wouldn't know what the fuck to do if they were at that point if they were at that point yeah, they dude. would they would probably lose that energy real quick because oh, yeah. they would get discouraged yep. because they were feeling down on themselves or something like these people do but they're just professionals mm -hmm. and they get through it yeah. um or like the the fact that like people just think it's too hard like when you get to that level people aren't going to realize that it's hard to upkeep that level you know, so it's like to be a Tom Cruise. I don't even know. Yeah. Dude, it probably you know I mean? is fucking hard, bro, for real. You just gotta I don't even keep, think about that. That's crazy, dude. Oh, my God. You just got to keep upping yourself. Like basically like leveling up your own creativity, but you're Tom Cruise. The trajectory, it's just like, bro. Yeah, like, Steady, just up, Like up, what kind up, of pressure up. do you think that must feel like, you know? And so much. If, if he was All just, eyes on you. Yeah. All eyes on you. And if he was a nobody getting roles like that, then like. I don't think he would perform as well as he does because he's been through this for so Built long. Built the fucking yeah. foundation. And that's it. And that's your point, man, where it's just kind of like building that foundation is so important. And, so important. And you kind of doing all these independent films and helping all these people that are your close friends that you end up, you know, working on other things with them. That's what it takes. It's a and blessing, this dude. This is like the the building of the foundation it's is happening blessing. in real time for you right now. No, it's on. It's it, it's true. It's truly like a gift. Like you don't really think about it in the moment, but but when it when it comes to realization, you realize you're in that journey with whatever endeavor it may be, and you have this sense of fulfillment that you're you're doing it you really are doing it it's i mean you you deserve you deserve a round of applause like go celebrate just, i don't know yeah Why absolutely not? for sure man and i think there's something sometimes go celebrate don't get too drunk <laughs> get drunk before your audition as a hungover guy yo <laughs> dude, that's, that's crazy so i 4k myself high key on that dude that's dude. crazy i love Fuck that uh, that you did it though because it made you become the best hungover version of yourself that was perfect for the on part set, i was not hungover <laughs> on set you were sober i was yes <laughs> i was sober fun fucking like, set oh my, my god what a my intention was to be hungover <laughs> <laughs> oh my god brother dude but i think it's uh something about um being in the right place at the right time yeah and there's uh there's there's a lot to be said about that in in entertainment um just because like being on the right set being seen by the right person can get you future jobs yeah. and can make you relationships that you end up carrying for the rest of your career um, being in the right place at the right time can get you with the right agency mm -hmm. that gets you good plugs yeah, dude. and yeah. shit like that. Like, so I think that's something that it sounds like a lot of your work has come from being in the right place at the right time. I mean, opportunity is when luck and preparation meet. Yeah. And it's just all divine timing at the end of the day. And absolutely. 
Luckily, I've stepped into some of that divine timing. Some I haven't, but you know, I'm learning as we all are. Yeah. I'm just thankful for it. Absolutely, man. I, I love it. It's got to it's got you to where you are today to continue to grow, especially being totally. in a city like New York. Like you have probably a lot more potential opportunities. Um, even when it comes to like being extras in movies yeah. and TV shows that are nationally broadcast. Totally. And, yeah. I mean, I work at a bar right now and every opportunity that I get to talk to someone, I mean, I need to talk to them. But I'm so thankful for that. Like working working at a bar where where the people that come in have the potential to change your life, so to speak, or whatever. I don't know. It, it's wh- whether what career you're in, I always want to hear about it. I think we can take stuff from everyone and learn and we can use that for ourselves. Then we can also help them maybe. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. Just the bartender, dude. Hey, I and, just work here. And going into it with like a like a mindset of like just meeting people and being friendly and being nice. And if we build a friendship or like some sort of connection, then that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But you're not necessarily going into it like with the like you said, like the ulterior motives mm-hmm. of just like I'm gonna use this person. Da 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 da. It's like you just go into it trying to be friends with them first, and then if you just so happen to find out that they're also in the entertainment industry, then that's when you put. I'm in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And then that's when you make another connection right there totally. when you're already friends. I mean, and that's way. happened a couple of times yeah. too. I mean, that's that's usually the the icebreakers of how you bond when when you meet someone. You're like, oh, you're a director, I'm an actor. I'm like, oh, can I send you my stuff or whatever? And then get to know them. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It wasn't meant to be next, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't a interpersonal connection to to be made. So I mean, no hard feelings, I guess. Absolutely. And uh, it's in New York too. I'm sure there's a lot more people that are involved there's in the entertainment so many industry. People. So many people, bro. Hey, Martians, real quick. I appreciate you taking the time to listen or watch wherever you are in the world. Over the last few months, the Martian family has grown so much. I could not be more thankful for all of my guests and every single one of you who continue to tune in every single week. Subscribers, ratings, likes, and comments all help us grow here on Mars. And it would mean the world. If you haven't already, please go to onmarspod.com slash subscribe to subscribe on YouTube. Like and leave a comment. Rate us on Spotify. All this good stuff helps keep the engine running to inspire Martians all over the world. P.S. Follow us on Instagram at onmarspod. Okay, let's get back to it. Do you, can you Rubik's Cube or no? Yeah. Can I mess it up and you do it? Yeah. Don't look, bro. Close your eyes. I'm not looking. Close your I'm not looking. Should I time you? Can I time you or no? Yeah. Can you do it under a minute? Um, Dude, I don't really. Am I dumb? I don't understand how people do these. <laughs> Stop looking. Um, I could I could do it under two minutes for sure. But I'm just going to intensely look at you. Okay. So what are you looking are we gonna at t- right Are now? we going to time it? I believe you. What are you looking at right now? So right now I'm bas- I'm basically looking at the cube trying to find where the pieces are that I need because if you think about it uh all the middle pieces are always going to be the same. Um and like this course that's how you tell which side is which color. So for instance like this is the white side, this is the orange side, this is yellow, this is red and this is green and this is blue. And it will always be that because the core middle one never changes does that make sense yeah so that's how you can know which 
which sides are gonna end up being what color. So what I look for is I look for, like for instance, I like to start on the green side, which this is green here because I've lost the sticker for it back in the day. So I put a little green marker on it. Oh so yeah. I never forgot. Um, but anyways, so I look for all of the uh, green uh, side pieces. So like green side piece, green side piece, green side piece, green side piece. Those are the four right there that I need. So basically I need to put those on this side. So then I'll basically do this thing where I can move like that, where now I have three side pieces on the green side. Now I just need that last one, which is right there. So now I got the cross and then you start doing the uh, corners on that side. So then you look for the green corner pieces. So for instance, I need the, the orange, uh, orange white and green corner piece that's the only place that one can go and then you do the same thing with like the orange and the uh, yellow right there so then you put that one there and then you put this guy here and then last one boom so then you got green side and the top layer done and then you basically just do that um as fast as you can and just like for instance like that orange and white piece that needs to go between orange and white so that piece needs to go there so then you basically like do algorithms to be able to take them and put them in in those places so algorithms yeah so it's kind of like I like, like that word yeah so it's um and actually did the wrong one there but yeah, so, uh, and it's funny because a lot of this stuff becomes muscle memory. So if I break it down like this, sometimes I'll actually fuck it up because it's like I'm doing it out of the process. But yeah, like I just moved that into there. So I'll just, I'll just try to run it real quick just so we can fucking get back to it. But let's see here. That shit's always been crazy to me. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I've <laughs> always. Cube. I've always loved to do it, uh, but like now, like you can see, like the second layer is done now. What? So then now you got like the cross on top that you want to try to get. Wait, hit him with it real quick. Hit him hit with, with it. With the what? <laughs> hit him with it, bro. <laughs> get right, it done. So I can get it done. All right. So let's move this here. Almost. All right, now we're in the good graces. So now this is when we just basically fill that top part up with the good blues. And we are almost done. That was probably like two minutes. There you go. What the hell, bro? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> is it weird that I'm like ecstatic about this? No. <laughs> It's cool, man. And then you could do like cool like tricks with it once it's solved too. Like you can like, let me show you something real quick. It's dope. Like you can do shit like this where almost like do little like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Where it's like yeah. almost like a design and then come back out of it. Um, or even like do like the classic like checkerboard type shit. What? Where it's like, yeah. Like that. Where it's like all checkered. Yo. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. I learned how to do it in eighth grade. I'm going to fuck with this while we're at. Yeah. Cool. I have worries. ADHD. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, dude. Try to solve it. But I uh, I keep it. I keep it right on the table you here. Keep it tucked? Yeah. Keep it tucked, bro. Keep that thing on me, bro. Hey, yo. 
um so um yeah i guess we we already kind of talked about asu and like meeting people out there and i wanted to talk about your time in uh alpha epsilon pi oh my god (laughs) (laughs) the jewish fraternity baby gotta let them know Okay, so you're, you're Jewish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hell yeah. That's what's yeah. up. So this is the Jewish fraternity in ASU. And what was the uh, like? What was that experience like? Well, I rushed during during COVID, so it was so different than what it usually is. But I mean, it was fun. I, I was actually before I I came over, I was with some of my some of my best friends, uh, just hanging out. It was I was actually with my big. He's kind of like. Um, the mentor when right. you're when you first get in and he kind of shows you the way it's funny because i'm older than him <laughs> and he has a he has he has a big so that's my grand big and i'm older than my grand big <laughs> i rushed when i so i transferred to asu when i was a junior because you know you do two years at a community college and then you and then you get your your associates and whatever it was and then you transfer and then you you save money but you really don't save money on this on the four year they don't tell you that though and yeah, I mean that was fun. Uh, that, another good experience in that was uh, my my big and I, Matt. We were Philo chairs, philanthropy. So we organized a, a little event, raised some money, got some ice cream. That was that was that was one of the one of a, a, a good a, a good deed that I've done. Like a highlight. Yeah, that was really cool. So, what was the purpose of uh, joining the frat? Was it just like for community, or like did you want it to like? Totally Jewish community. I think we all need to need to be in tune with with who we are, and you know, just I've where where I grew up in Boston, there was a lot of Jewish people there, and then I moved to Cali, and there was no Jewish people there, at least where I was. Right. So my mom, my mom was always just like, you should you should absolutely join the Jewish fraternity because I was thinking about joining other frats. I rushed other frats. I tried to get a bit of other frats. I did, but. At the end, the Jewish the the Jewish fraternity a it's a pi. I can't believe you found that. How'd you find that? <laughs> you go on my LinkedIn, dude. Dude, I do research. All That's right, That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was super cool. I mean, in the moment, everyone was just so fun. But you know, we all have our own lives. Everyone, I have friends that are getting married in there, and it was just it it, it was all around a, a great experience, and it it and inevitably set me up for my life of what I have now it 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 taught me how to how to be a better friend most importantly it taught me how to how to listen better uh it really helped me channel some of my values and I I thank it for that it's expensive though to be in there yeah it's expensive oh I didn't realize you paid you pay you pay your dues pay your dues like like literally literally, yeah (laughs) you pay you pay your (laughs) fucking dues Hey man, it's worth it. It's yeah, an experience. For sure. Never regret anything. I feel like I feel like when I say when I hear people say like, oh, I regret doing this, like I feel like you shouldn't because that helps you learn. And yeah. I also think failure is such a good thing. I think failure gets such a bad rep for itself. But I really think it's such a good thing because you can use what you failed with and learn from that and not do it next time. And then if you fail the next time, just keep fucking learning. Yeah. Now, like even not just acting with anything, entrepreneurship, starting a business, doing a podcast, you see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Whether as people who aren't really into it, they'll fail, they'll be down on themselves and then they'll, they'll give up. 
And there's no shame in that. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. But even 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 if you give up, I still think you can use failure as a lesson. I have no idea what, what that had to do with AE Pi. Well, I I think it's a it's a great life like life thing because even to tie it back um, to the parallel of skateboarding, like that's all skateboarding is. Oh yeah, is fall, literally you gotta pay falling. To, you got to pay to play. Yeah, you have to fall to get back up yeah. to know what not to do. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, and you're gonna fall again. That and again. And then you gotta fall again. Exactly. And, again. and then you can Still potentially learn. get things to a point <laughs> where you can do them first try and like get them locked into a point where that's like your go to tricks. Yeah. Especially on like flat ground and stuff like that. But I had a conversation with um, one of my homies, uh, Thad. He's in the band This Modern, and we were talking because he's a skateboarder as well. And I told him, I said, a lot of the people that were skateboarders, they end up being like the non-bitches, you know, like because they fell and they were able to get back up and they didn't, they're Ooh. not, they're not the woe is me people because they, they're the ones that tried and failed and like got that. back up, That's you know? good. And sometimes like people that weren't skateboarding, this is kind of the way I put it. It's just like um, skateboarding as a kid kind of weeds out the pussies, you know, Low key. like the kids that couldn't, fall and <laughs> scrape their knees scrape their elbows and then they get back up and bad. try it again they didn't want it that bad and also they're just bitches that are trying to look for like damn <laughs> call them out man go. call them out bro go hard no, harry no. mars <laughs> no i'm just saying it's like it's funny but it's true like people that like that that in that same world uh like in that same like line of thinking people that can't fail and get back up and try again because it was either too hard or they're they have a fear of failure those are the people that don't end up making it point blank period in skateboarding or just in, just in anything especially in creative fields as well like with this music shit with with movies with tv with any entertainment industry like job you need to have failures otherwise totally, you will brother. never be and you the won't best. have a fucking story. That's true. You want I I think a story is such a good a good back for everything. It just shows what you've done, how you overcame it, how you dealt with it, how you got better. Yeah. And I think that's a very attractive trait too. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed, man. And I think in our lines of work, it's something that's it's almost just it's par for the course. You 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 need it just to. It's like you a, need it. Yeah, like you, you need, need it. it. Yeah, you need it. You need it. It's actually yeah. It's the uh, the cost of entry is failing a bunch of times. <laughs> that's it's a rite of passage. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. Yeah, there's so many analogies we can. So say. many fucking. I I love analogies. Keep them fucking coming, brother. <laughs> Amazing. All right, it's fucking Rubik's cube, bro. Dude, I love that you're still playing with it. <laughs> Bro, I swear, ADHD, <laughs> dyslexia, OCD, everything, just all <laughs> in one. I wouldn't change a thing. Hell yeah, dude. It's part of your story. Yeah, buddy. Hey, hey let's <laughs> fucking go, bro. <laughs> Man. So, um, so I guess now I want to, I, I do want to talk a little bit more um, as we start to close out a little bit, um, moving to New York. Yeah. And that was kind of a recent move for you totally. within the past year. Yeah. Um, so how, how many months ago was it now? June 1st. God, bro. I know a kid who doesn't know his months. <laughs> I still think it, it was, it was back in sophomore year of high school. He was like, December, April. I'm like, brother, whatever. 
I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> so in June of like 23? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like seven months now. That's so crazy. Time goes by there so quick, dude. <laughs> yeah. So quick. I mean, I work almost every day there. Yeah. I mean, the, like every, uh, another thing about New York that I truly admire is that I know so many people. And I'm sure every, almost everyone there has two jobs. You need it. It's too fucking expensive there, bro. Yeah. You need two jobs. And even with two jobs, you can't fucking do anything. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. Man, but yeah. It's funny. You know, story wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely, man. But uh, moving to New York, how did that change your uh, your ability to find jobs uh, as far as like industry work? And are you doing more auditions? Are there more opportunities out there? Are you finding um, that there's that there's more people connected in the entertainment industry, like we were saying earlier, that you are able to directly connect mm -hmm. with? Like in that sense, how is it? How has it changed your life? So. In New York, as of right now, I'm still working on getting an agent there. And I feel like I'm very, very close. I've been manifesting it. I've been putting in the work. I feel like I've been been trying to really just like hammer down that. But I have an agent in um in in the Southwest region, kind of near Texas. And then I have an agent in Arizona. So a majority of my auditions come from them. Okay. And I just self-submit on everything. I actually just recently signed with a manager out in LA, which is pretty cool. So mm. she knows clients in New York and Mo the, the majority of the jobs I've done in New York, I think I've done two or three, which honestly I think is pretty good for seven months. For sure. People, I, I was listening to someone, I think it was, I think it was Mark Ruffalo. He went on, I, I don't know how many auditions, but I think he went like five years without getting booked on something. And Crazy. I, the statistics, if you look at them, like I think I submitted on, this is self-submission, just this. I think I submitted on like 700 and something projects. I got like 80 auditions. I got 15 callbacks. And then I booked, I have like a whole chart on this. I booked like like 10. And in that booking, I think eight of them were from friends. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's. Damn. Yeah, dude. I so, mean, I mean, that's the stats on like, so it's basically like two that weren't friend connections. Mm -hmm. That you actually ended up booking yeah. out of seven hundred plus. Those weren't even in New York, brother. That's crazy, dude. It's fucked. No, and that's the shit right there. Where it's like, if you would have done half the number that of odd, like, or even trying to, you know, like three hundred or whatever, you might not have even booked one. <clears throat> and that's the crazy yeah. thing. Where it's just like the uh, when we talk about like failing and not like giving up early, like. You gotta be willing, like you gotta be willing to fail mm -hmm. and just try again, try, 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 again. try, try. I think longevity is a big part in this. People yeah. who usually stick it out for the long run really want it. They tend to succeed, whether as it's short term, they get discouraged, they see that, and really, it's it's it again. It's super hard to not get discouraged. Yeah, I mean, it's super hard. It, it's super hard to not get discouraged. Like yeah, exactly. you gotta have something in you to just keep going, keep going, and it. it I'm not going to lie. I go through that too. Sometimes I want to give up, but I feel like everyone, I like I was listening to Bradley Cooper talk the other day and someone's asking him, do you ever think about giving up? He's like, yeah. Thought about giving up the other day. Yeah. Bradley Cooper, bro. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Bradley Cooper, Mark Ruffalo, these are household names at this point in the, in the acting world of, of Hollywood. Um, so that's people at the top of their game 
going five years without booking something. Yeah, that should say something. That that should say something. Exactly. Yeah, stick so with it, brother. You just got to stay with it. Stick and with and it. The, the story is always the same. Like the people that like stood with it are the ones that usually end up making yeah. it. And I think that goes for- uh, What is making it though? Like what, what th- there's so many different definitions and parallels you could compare to making it, but is making it getting that one thing or is making it what we're doing right now? I think I think we're making it right now. I think I, this is fucking making it. I think we're making it in the sense of we're doing it, but I think to me making it is making your passion your full-time career mm. and you're not having to work other jobs, you know. Yeah. For instance, like if I was doing this podcast full-time and making a living off of it. Yeah. Then that, that would be making it in yeah. the podcast world. Like when you stop working bar jobs because you're- I don't think I'll ever stop working bar jobs. I I always think about this. I'm like, if I get a series regular or recurring role, I literally talked to my manager. I was like, I still want to work here. I just think it's so fucking, bartending (laughs) is just so fucking cool, bro. Yeah, I mean- It's so sick. I don't know why I love bartending. It will probably be a little different conversation when it's just like, all right, like you're making 70K for this one film. And like, that's like- you know, probably two times more than like what you could make on like a salary at a restaurant or something like that, depending on where you work and how often you work, how many tips you get Mm -hmm. and all that shit. But it's just like when the money is like there from like your passion, it's probably going to be a lot easier for you to be like, yeah, it doesn't make sense for me to work at the bar anymore. Money is the root of everything, dude. Oh my God. Yeah, it's tough. But it's just like, and I think that's kind of like the the thing with making it where everyone obviously wants to have a job in the industries that they're working in. So once you can make it so that way you have either like a series that's paying you on a a consistent basis or, or even just multiple things that add up throughout the year that are like gigs mm-hmm. and you're making yeah. more than you would make in a, a regular job. Yeah. That's making actor. it. Yeah. And like being a working actor. Yeah. Cause that's really at the end of the day, that's what Bradley Cooper and uh, Mark Ruffalo are. They're working actors. Mm-hmm. They just so happen to get booked on some major <clears throat> productions, but there's a bunch of movies that they're both in that we've probably never watched or even heard of. Because they were just working. <laughs> like they were just doing it for doing the checks. The fucking job, yeah. yeah, they were just doing their job. And uh, a lot of them, like, you know, they end up uh, slipping through the cracks like the A Star is Born type of roles oh or like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, you know, like those become like roles that end up coming 20 years in the game, you know, like people don't even know all their other movies, but then all of a yeah. sudden, all of a sudden he's the Hulk and a star is born. Bradley Cooper is on the screen and now it was broadcasted to the masses. Dude. Exactly. Was, the publicity on it was insane. I think that's what really makes the, makes us know, know those actors. Absolutely. And those guys wouldn't have got to that point had they not been putting in the hours and going totally. to, thousands of interviews mm-hmm. or uh, auditions yeah. rather like literally thousands, thousands. Of, of auditions thousands. that they have to go through thousands. probably on like a yearly basis my mom it's actually crazy. sent me a video about i forget who it was it was a youtuber it's just like oh a thousand auditions and i booked one she's like are you sure you want to do this i was like mother <laughs> you told me you told me you should have been an actor or model <laughs> What do you think this is? I don't know. <laughs> shout out mom. Yeah, shout out mom. Shout out mom. She was the uh, <laughs> the original inspiration for you. To Dude, be, I don't, uh, an I wonder if she model. knows that. I think I've told her that. She's like, really? 
that got you? I was like, yeah. I want to prove something to you. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> That kidding. I can actually do it. I don't got it. anything to prove. No. Uh, maybe no, I do. I think it's uh, when she said that, it, it almost probably put some sort of like confidence in you that you can do it. Totally. And I think that that's huge. And a lot of, uh, a lot of parents might be really quick to say, you know, like are you sure? Like, but not even telling you like as a kid, oh, you should be an actor or a model. Like almost from the beginning, just saying like, you shouldn't be an actor or model because of X, Y, Z. And that would definitely make someone want to do it though. Sometimes, but like some, and I think that, yeah, like definitely like the right person can almost see that as motivation to like prove them wrong (laughs) type shit. But at the same time, on the other hand, like people that really like, live and die by the approval of other people mm. um especially their parents yeah um having their parents be the first ones to tell them that they shouldn't do yeah. something and giving logical explanations why <clears throat> they almost create that narrative for themselves oh, uh yeah. going into their own mm-hmm. lives and just saying like well my mom said that this is going to be hard and this is that and this is whatever rather than going out and just trying it trying, for yourself yeah. Um, and like just learning it but Mm -hmm. and yeah I think uh, but I really do feel like the parents that that encourage you to do things that might be tough or even support you in doing things that are tough especially in entertainment those (sighs) are the kids that end up Making it. Yep. (laughs) For real. You know what I mean? Just need some positive reinforcement. Yeah, for sure. From all directions. It's like from your parents, especially. I think that's a really big deal. You got to have a good network of friends too. I think friends hold, obviously friends hold each other accountable. And I think there is a trait where you need to have that in the friends that you have. Otherwise, like what's, what's the point of that? Like all my friends are so supportive of it and I love it. Yeah. It is amazing. I'm blessed with the amount of friends that I have that that will always advocate for me and I'll advocate for them. And it's really hard to come by that these days. Absolutely. Really Absolutely, man. Especially in these fields, like you need to have that. Yeah. yeah. And it's always reciprocal. Like I'm yeah. I'm always advocating for the homies. Gotta, bro. Yeah. Gotta Absolutely. Bro. Absolutely, man. I'm I mean, it's like this podcast is like a testament to that. Like the fact yeah, this that is you even sick, dude. <laughs> Thank this you, bro. Is so sick. I, really I was telling you this. Like I love this, bro. Thank so you. aesthetic, dude. Thank you, man. I love how it says Mars on everything. You're doing a great fucking job, bro. Thanks, dude. Swear, bro. No, everything uh, is <laughs> <laughs> everything is intentional here. It's but it's just like um all the people that have been on this pod are all crew. Like people that I, I know, bro. that I keep close to me and like people like friends that are just that I support, that support me and you know, I, and that just goes like with what you're saying, like having people around you that support you, like this is so important, you know, to have people that want to be on that, you know, you hit me up to be on here. Yeah. You were one of the first guests that's, that's actually come on from hitting me up. I've had a couple people hit me up to be on and I'm sorry that I haven't got you on, but I don't know you. Um, so right now I'm still in a position to getting people on that I know. <coughs> Or direct connections from other people that I know very well. Like, yeah. for instance, um, there was uh, an artist, uh, Wyatt Berry. He was the first person that I um, that I met on the pod. Didn't even know him really? when he walked up to the door. That's a good icebreaker, though. It was cool, man. And it's it like was creating a friendship. Literally. That's Are exactly- you friends with him now? Yeah, Hell for yeah. sure. I've, yeah. Wyatt? Wyatt Berry. Wyatt Berry. Yeah, dude. He's a great musician. He wow. actually played a song on the pod. What? Yeah, dude. Right it was yeah. guitar. 
Yeah, you know? he had his he had his own guitar. He brought. I told him to what a prop. Yeah, dude, it was great. But it's like little things like that. Like um, the reason why I had you on is because I already knew you. I met you uh, with through Chase. So it's just like the connections like that. I think are so important. And um, <laughs> on that note, I potentially will get to a point where I book people that I don't know. But for now, I have a lot of people that I, you know, I'm trying to get through that I just feel would be really good for the pod. And when you reached out, I was like, dude, thank you for reaching out because I think you were a great addition to of the course. pod, man. I'm so thankful for you having me here. Absolutely, Truthfully. man. No, it, it means the world, bro. Um, so to wrap up here, let's talk about what you got coming, going on. Um, I got, uh, you're in New York now. Yeah. Are you working on anything right now that you're excited about? Do you have anything coming up soon or what's what's going on? Yeah, so I got a couple auditions coming up. I actually have one that's due tomorrow, but you know, I've been working, flying. So you got to account for life in that. But I actually just booked a commercial through an agent of mine. It's in Texas. So I'm, I'm getting back to New York on Friday. I'm working all weekend and then I'm going to Texas on Monday. And I actually have a couple of friends there. I might stay with them. I actually have a friend who's lending me his car, which is so fucking cool. Ooh, yeah, nice. that dude's sick. And you're staying at his crib? I think I'm asleep in the car. Why? I don't know. Why not? Well, I mean... If you got a house to sleep in. I don't got a house to sleep in. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, shit. Yeah, you in the army. Oh, he's in the army? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I can't go to the barracks. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in the car. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, but I love, dude, that's I the starving the artist, dude. No, but I'm not starving. Like, I could, I could afford a hotel. I don't know why. <laughs> I just like that. It's just so fun. Why not sleep in a fucking car? I don't know if he, uh, I don't know if he knows that I'm gonna do that yet. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna come out and be like, "You slept in my fucking car." <laughs> Park outside of like, Walmart, dude. Dude, hey, hey. You know. I think it's. I just think that that just makes a good story. Yeah, because people be like, "Why the fuck did you sleep in a car?" We're like, "Why not?" Something. I when I drove cross country, I was so broke. Like literally, I, th something in my mind, I was like, if I break down in a city, that is where I'm going to live. That is where I'm going to make a living. <laughs> and I, I, it, it didn't happen, but I yeah. slept in my car a couple of times. I slept in my car in Birmingham, some places in Mississippi, and it was dead summer, bro. It was dead summer. I was dying. I was dripping sweat. I was in the passenger seat. This is literally how I was sleeping. Where were that, you driving from? I was driving from Tucson to Clemson. Clemson. I would not change a fucking thing about that, dude. Where's that, Clemson? It's in South Carolina. Oh, so yeah. that's when you were making that trek yeah. to South Carolina. Yeah, that, that, again, that was just a big decompress, just like truly thinking, just like really going through thoughts and trying to, trying to really determine what I'm trying to do. And I, 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 knew, I knew that I wanted that in that moment, but now that I think about it, it, it really set it up. It really set me up for what I'm doing now. And that's just being adventurous, not giving a fuck. And I think that's a big, oops. I think that's a big thing and not give a shit. Don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah. Fucking don't <laughs> care about anything to an extent. Yeah. Shout yeah, out yeah. Mark Manson. That's my favorite author, dude. Ooh. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that book. I, my friend Evelyn has that book right now and I think she finished and I need to get it back because I want to read it again. Yeah, dude. And then he had the book. sequel too. Um, a book Everything about hope. Yeah, it's it's called Everything's Fucked, A Book About Hope. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, love man. that. I, I love his quotes, dude. 
Yeah, dude. No, do you do you read a lot? I mean, do you uh, try to stay? I, I, yeah, I try to keep yeah. myself accountable. I mean, I, just buying books, more books. That usually kind of helps. And then I write I write down how many books I want to read in a year. And then so that that's something like hovering over my head. So that's what I try and do. Yeah. But again, it's, it's hard for ADHD. But you know, we try to fucking power through it. Yeah, man. No, and that's part of the keep educating, keep keep leveling up and becoming a better version of yourself. Really, that's what Truthfully, that is. Yeah. Um, so fuck yeah, dude. Um, this has been amazing. I, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, of course, bro. I mean, um, Martians, go follow Burke online. It's uh at Burke underscore homie. <laughs> yep. So stage name. Yeah, that's his unofficial <laughs> stage name, Burke Homie. We almost Always. didn't use his last name <laughs> for this episode. That's all jokes. I don't give a shit. Fuck it. <laughs> but yes. Thank you, uh, thank you, Burke, for being here. Thank you guys for watching. Go follow Burke online. Go support uh, independent actors. You're going to see him in movies soon. And uh, go follow at On Mars Pod. And we, you guys, we'll see you guys next time on Mars. Love you. Peace. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and watching this episode of the On Mars Pod and for sticking around to the end, man. I really appreciate you guys. You are the real Martians. Like this video, comment below what your favorite part was, what was most inspiring to you. Subscribe to the channel, hit that bell for notifications here on future interviews coming out soon. And also follow us on Instagram at On Mars Pod. Love you guys so much. We will see you next time on Mars. God's tears. People will be like, what are your, what's your last name? And I'm just like, yo, just call me homie. <laughs> <laughs> just call me homie. I'm like, bro. Mr. Mr. Homie? <laughs> a grape elf bar. Oh my God, bro. I'm a bean. <laughs> Uh-oh. It ain't going good tonight. <laughs> Burke at Maja. Yeah. That's what I said. There you go. Oh, fuck yeah. Amazing. <laughs> All right. <laughs>